This is a personal story. Uh, my wife got me this great gift last year for Christmas, a leather satchel to carry around my stuff, of course. Didn't know much about where it came from. It was very nice. I knew she had ordered it online from Etsy. I knew that it was made to order. Well, last week, she had a follow-up email from the vendor, Bogdan, at 79th Street on Etsy, asking if she was happy with what she had bought, but also mentioning that the business was still operating despite the war in our home in Ukraine. So that was interesting. I didn't know the bag had come from Ukraine originally. It mentions that the family, Bogdan and his family, his three kids, had left the city after a bomb fell on their neighbor's yard. Uh, Because he has three kids, uh, he was allowed to leave the country, even though it's under martial law. He went to Poland with his wife and children. Uh, At the time, they lived not too far from Bucha, that suburb of Kiev, where there was horrible uh, war crimes by Russian soldiers and uh, lots of devastation. Um, But he also mentioned that one of his employees who had been in Western Ukraine had actually gone back to Kiev and had started up the business again on their behalf. She was doing some work and that they were slowly but surely uh, continuing to run this family business. I'd only realized then that the journey the gift had taken from Ukraine to BC, but also that the, that the man I was about to speak to had cut the leather for it, and the workers who had sewn it had found themselves in a war zone. So I really wanted to find out more about them, about the business, how they were doing, doing, and obviously to tell them how much I liked the bag that they had made not that many months ago, only about four or five months ago. So joining me now from Poland is Bogdan Kirichenko. He's the founder of 79th Street on Etsy, a family-run business with its owners and staff now scattered around the region, like so many in Ukraine, but with some still in Kiev doing uh, the work, continuing the business as, as he is, still running the business. Uh, Bogdan, thank you so much for your time tonight. Hi. Hi. So th- we didn't know this when I, I don't, when I received this bag, I didn't know where it had come from. I knew it was great looking, but I didn't know the story behind it. But you tell me that you probably cut the leather yourself for this bag in Kiev before the war, before things changed. Yeah, exactly. There, there was a, a part of my functions. I run uh, in, in our home uh, family business. I'm operating uh, the business part, promotion, logistics, uh, finance, and uh, you know, uh, out of the production part, I run cutting the leather because I somehow loved it from the very beginning. And by now, you know, we have made about 3,000 items since uh, 2018. So the, the bag you have is cut by me. You were selling these bags. Oh, clearly, you were selling these bags around the world because I'm sitting in British Columbia with one of them. Uh, actually, about uh, 50% go to, to, to the United States. Uh, many of them go to Canada, Germany, UK, Australia, around the world, everywhere. Now, I know when, when this all began on, on February 24th, when the invasion began, you were still right in the middle of doing your business. I mean, you, had a, you, you were explaining you had a carload of, of deliveries to do that day. Yeah, it, early in the morning, the war started. I was driving uh, to make all the shipments. And uh, after the bombing started, I still was trying to get them sent out uh, until I finally understood I couldn't do it physically because everything wasn't getting out of Ukraine today. And, you know, nobody knows for how many days more. So I returned home and we were trying to decide what to do next. It must have been, I mean, you, you, you kind of went on about your daily business trying to figure out what was happening at that point, how much things had just changed. Yeah, it, it wasn't easy. You know, it wasn't scary. First time, yeah, everything was exploding around us because the home we're living in, in Kiev, 
is just five miles away from Bucha, which was actually attacked on the first day. So, so the Russian troops were already there, uh, in five miles from away from my home the first day. So it was very close, and it was very heavy bombing every single day, uh, and uh, all kinds of you know explosions that I have names in Ukrainian for, right. but I don't know how they call it in English. I think but, I think you essentially you were essentially started you live you were living in a war zone at that point right that was that must have been I can't imagine how did you survive over that those early days? Uh, you know it, it wasn't scary because uh, everybody finally is okay. Uh, you know I, I have two hands, two legs. My kids are with me. They are smiling and laughing. My wife is beautiful and she's with me. So finally, we survived. And, you know, it's not scary. We're not frightened because nothing happened to us. But we just finally, in a month, we realized what could be with us just later on. What happens? So you've managed to, you do manage to deliver that final shipment of, of bags. Uh, business, well, yeah. I find, uh, uh, in about three days after the war started, I found a way to transport it uh, by ground to to the nearest, you know, uh, to actually to Poland. And then by air, all the ship, it was about 60 boxes, 60 items needing to be sent away. Mm-hmm. We shipped them outside of Ukraine by, by another car, and then they went away. And by now, since about, uh, after about a, a month uh, since they were shipped out, they finally, all of them, they finally arrived to, to their customers by now. What did you, I mean, you had some very big decisions to make, I gather. You have a family, you have safety to worry about, you have your business, you have employees that work for you. What are those days like after February 24th? We were living in, a, in, in a, we, have, we have a townhouse. So uh, first we started thinking of the cellar to go down and to live in. But after some thinking about it, I decided not to go down because it could easily turn into a collective tomb because we, hadn't, we didn't have another entrance to it right. and we didn't have ventilation. It was actually too dangerous. And um, after some thinking, we decided to stay in um, a bathroom because the bathroom was in the middle of the, of the, of the house and uh, it has extra walls uh, and had no windows. So actually, five of us were sleeping and living there for about a week or something. What happened to the business? Because you did have employees as well. Did you did you talk to them about what you were going to do or what might happen to the business while you were all leaving? All the girls, you know, ran away one way or another. And one of them, Tanya, she returned home to Kiev after some, you know, being uh, in the western part of Ukraine. And she's now running uh, our workshop. She's the only one uh, there. Uh, doing all the all the physical part of the job. It's not the only thing to do, but you know it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. has a boyfriend who helps her with uh, shipments. And this is actually what is physical part of 79th Street looks like now. I'm uh, running remotely uh, all the you know operation. From and she's 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 doing the items. It, it's it, it takes a bit more time, not not a bit, but it's much longer than usual. 
But usually in about two weeks or about it, we can usually handle almost any order. So we're still, you know, working. Bogdan, I, I was wondering just how do you make a small business work under these circumstances? Actually, we had a, a certain amount of uh, materials, mostly the leather, uh, as actually, you know, in stock. Uh, usually we get, we're getting prepared for the Christmas uh, way before before the Christmas starts to have some, uh, you know, spare materials. So actually, we're now working on the, the materials we have in stock, which is much more than we usually, you know, consume within a month or two. Uh, so finally, Tanya, the, the only lady who stayed in Kiev, um, uh, she hired a, a team, a moving team, and they moved every, all the equipment from our workshops. There are two of them. One is for cutting, the other one is for assembling. And from the office where we're shipping it from. Uh, so she finally, she has a, a free room apartment. She moved all the equipment to her home. So she uh, didn't need to go uh, outside, if not necessarily, except actually for shipments. And she's working inside of, of her flat. When you, so you managed to go to Poland. I understand that, that although there is martial law, you have three children. So as a father of three, um, you and your family were, were allowed to go to another country. Uh, are yeah. you gonna st- are you, you've been trying to continue to run this business. You're still sending out emails to your clients, which is, at, which is great. Um, how long do you think you're going to stay there? Do you have any plans in going back? I understand that uh, we won't get back until uh, it's getting more safe because uh, unless uh, Russian troops are not anymore around Kiev, I mean, close to Kiev, but still uh, quite often there are air attacks. For example, just, you know, the day before yesterday, one of them happened and uh, another, another building, which is this time about 10 kilometers away from my home, was bombed. So, you know, we're not getting back until... Uh, uh, there's a kind of a safer situation for the region we live in. Right. How has it been then having this business and trying to, to maintain all that you built through the? You last know, it wasn't. It wasn't the. the uh, it wasn't a, a top priority when we were running away. We're just thinking that all of the all of our of five of us are fine. You were just happy to get out of to get out of Kiev at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and usually we, we were aiming to Lviv, which is about 600 kilometers away from Kiev. And instead of usual, you know, seven hours trip, it lasted, you know, four days. Uh, and, then, uh, and then we're trying to cross the border. The queue on the border was 50 hours. Right. And uh, after that, we just, you know, get used to this kind of life uh, all together in a car. It was, you know, kind of, uh, it's not fun. I, would, I wouldn't say it's fun, but it's uh, a new reality. I would say it's new normality. Right. I know that as a father and as a family, it must be such a relief to not be in, in the path of danger. But in terms of just your life and what you had, what you've left behind, what would you like people in, say, Canada to know? about you, your family, the country, what's just what's happened in the last two months? Uh, because from the outsider's point of view, it's been such an upheaval to think that the bag that was sent to me uh, late last year came from a place that's changed so much in such a short period of time. 
what can I tell? Uh, you know, I was not prepared uh, to face the warrior. I, I think nobody did. And, uh, you know, it just, uh, uh, there are so many, so many horrible stories around me. And I'm, you know, every day there are news about another bodies found, everybody is crying, you know, people found dead and tortured, etc., etc. Um, you know, it's, it's a horrible thing. What can I say better than the news you can read without me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just, you know, alive. Uh, we're okay. Uh, we're running this remote kind of business, which is slower and less than usual, much less. And we're in, not in the native country, but, you know, uh, I'm, I'm grateful. This is what I feel mostly. So when someone goes to 79th Street now, what they're doing is they're supporting you and your family, but they're also supporting work a, a, a woman back in Kiev and her little business too that's helping you, I mean, supporting the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we have uh, several more employees we need to pay to. Actually, we don't need to because they're not working, but they, still, they keep living and uh, they are abroad and still need money and we support them too. And, you know, Everything, uh, actually, you know, connections between people uh, became much stronger than usual, much stronger, 10, 100 times more than usual. Uh, all the close people, all, all the relatives, all, you know, the neighbors, we, we didn't, you know, communicate too often before, now are very, very close people. That's what changed. So Bogdad, if I wanted to, if I'm a listener and I'd like to see your products or see, you know, maybe I have a gift in mind, where can I find you online? My shop is called 79 Street. It's uh, on Etsy.com. And it's all there for you. And of course, your business continues. Bogdan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the wonderful bag that you, that you, that you helped make uh, for my wife to give to me. And thank you so much, Ben, for the yes. interview. 